Why are we supposed to uh, not be with the divisive person and keep an eye on them? Who are they? Who are these people? Well, check this out. The term dissension, this is where terms matter and definitions really matter. The term dissension means discord that splits a group. That's the lexical definition of this. So somebody who is a dissenting person is somebody who dis, uh, presents discord that actually splits a church. And the word hindrance literally translates a cause for stumbling. A cause for stumbling. You need to, you need to remember these definitions. We're going to come back to them. So keep in mind, splitting a group in the Roman context... And causing someone to stumble has everything to do with doctrinal issues. Again, people cause division in many areas and they all need to be taken into account. There are churches that divide over the carpet color. There are churches who divide over the style of worship. There are churches who, who divide over all kinds of things. And that's a pity. It's really a pity. So division happens, but in particular, we're talking about teaching. We're talking about doctrine. Remember what Paul said, those who cause dissension and hindrances contrary to the teaching which you learned. Do you know what that, what that phrase means, contrary to the teaching which you learned, or what it implies? It implies that there is a sound teaching to be contrary against. <laughs> I think this is such an important thing. Most in the church today seem to live under this kind of auspice that says, throw your hands up, everybody's disagreed for thousands of years, we can never know what is true, we will never solve all these issues. True, true enough, there are issues that we will never solve. Why? Because the Bible tells us that we look through a glass dimly, or through in a mirror dimly. But make no mistake, there are absolutes when it comes to the Christian faith. And these issues are non-negotiable. It is what makes us Christians versus Muslims, Christian versus Mormon, Christian versus Jehovah's Witness. It's what makes us distinct in this. And so Paul is actually urging us to be very leery and to set aside those who teach against sound teaching or sound doctrine, those who present contrary teaching. So who are they? That's what we're trying to answer. Number one, they are a people who don't agree with sound doctrine. Write it down. These people, these divisive people, are a people who don't agree with sound doctrine. Number two, they're willing to split the church over their foolishness. They're willing to split the church over it. Number three, the doctrines they espouse cause people to stumble. And another piece that we're going to see here in a second is they actually, uh, they actually promote a doctrine that does not call the church to godliness and holiness. Okay, So just stick with me on this. Whether, whether that stumbling is in faith like the Judaizers had done with the Apostle Paul in the first century church, or whether it's to do with godliness uh, as we move throughout the church today, we've got to recognize people who do not promote godliness and do not promote sound teaching are a problem. The scripture tells us abundantly. Verse eight, 18 goes on. For such men are slaves, not of our Lord Jesus Christ, but of their own appetites. Look at what it goes on to say. By their smooth and flattering speech, they, de they deceive the hearts of the unsuspecting. Number four, they don't belong to Jesus. It's really hard for us to actually say that in the modern church today. Do you know that? It's hard for us to say, sorry, 
Your life does not accord with sound doctrine. You do not look like Jesus does. You are an unbeliever. You know what we like to do? We like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But let me caution you on something, church. Please don't give your family and friends the benefit of the doubt that sends them to hell. Tell them the truth. If they don't look like Jesus, they aren't of Jesus. If they don't act like Jesus or teach what Jesus teaches... They are not of Jesus. I, I, know, I know how hard this is because our culture is, is a culture of no absolutes. You can't be so sure. You can't take such a stance. I absolutely can and I will every day. Amen. You have to take that stance. You must do that. Should you be patient with somebody who might be immature? Yes. Of course you should. Of course you should. Should we have greater fellowship um, with people so that we can actually know whether or not they really are followers of Jesus? Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Let me end this little uh, rabbit trail or this little soapbox moment with this. When your family members are dying, when your family members are dying, that is not the time for you to give them the benefit of the doubt. You have this bit of time to see that they would be with you in eternity. And you know what we often do? For the sake of human comfort, we say, gosh, I don't want to burden them with this. So you'd rather burden them with hell? I'm confused. I'm confused, church. We need to be a people who are truthful. We need to be a people who who see things for what they are. And we need, lovingly, of course, We need to speak that truth into the lives of those around us.